Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire, it's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio, redefined. With Kenny Sargent. Paging Dr. Douchebag. Crash Gladys. Get in crash position. And Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Coming off three. All right, I'm going to start out the 2018 season of Speed Freaks, which, by the way, we're going on our 18th year. We're now 17 and a half years old. I'm going to start out 2018 with this question for Statman. Statman, which is more likely to happen first? Danica Patrick gets a ride for the, not Daytona 500, but the Indy 500, or Danica Patrick is engaged to Aaron Rodgers. Statman, oh, go. Oh, my God. <laughs> Statman is speechless. That's how we Hello. roll for the 2018 season. <laughs> Statman has to pick himself up off the floor to comment. Crasher, I will leave you with that question. Oh, it, that's an easy one. Look at any of Aaron Rodgers' past relationships and look at any of Danica Patrick's past relationships. They're long ones. They're not going to get engaged anytime between now and the month of May when it is the Indy 500. Sure, she has not announced her team, her her ride yet for this year's Daytona 500 nor the Indy 500, both coming up, but she'll land those rides far before the two of these, well, America's new sports super couple before they get engaged. Now, Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent, Happy New Year, Freak Nation, our first show of 2018. We're talking about Danica Patrick where there are rumors and they're not necessarily substantiated. Because yeah, but they're not really rumors much anymore. Okay, okay. Danica <laughs> Patrick is allegedly dating, or at least catching some lip from Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers quarterback, after... Lip, hands, lots of hugs, lot, lots. She lots. blew off, according to all reports, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., because... He didn't want to have no little babies. Right. She had a couple of eggs frozen over the last several years, and evidently Ricky Stenhouse did not want to get married and impregnate one Danica Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of the reasons. Come on. There are several reasons why they split. I was never buying them as a couple, but many people were. So, anyway, onward and upward, Danica Patrick, the absolute diehard Chicago Bears fan, right. is now dating Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Hello. How does that work out? I have no idea. I'm just excited to see Aaron Rodgers at the Indy 500 this year. I'm just, I'm whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Yes, of course he's going to be at the Indy 500. You don't date somebody in a very public sports relationship and then not come to their retirement race. Come on. Crash Gladys at Crash Gladys on Twitter. You're assuming, first of all, that they are officially dating. Two, that they will continue to date through the month of May. Yes, and I three, just said they both have long and relationships. Three. Danica Patrick is nowhere near securing a ride for the Daytona 500 nor the Indy 500. She'll have an easier time getting an Indy 500 ride than she will a Daytona 500 ride. That's just my opinion. At Crash Gladys on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> just, the, just the fact that you're 
assuming that all of these things are going to fall into place. You need money in any sport, but especially a sport that is, yeah, it's driven by a team, but it, but you've got one driver in the cockpit of the car that has all the money logoed all over the place. So you, you as a driver need to bring money to make this happen. She's. It should be very easy or somewhat easy for her to get money for the Indy 500 because it's her retirement race. She is a an athlete that transcends sports. Somebody's going to come up and say, oh, my God, all you need is a million? You need a million and a half? Done. You will make sales for my company. You're retiring. All cameras are going to be all over you all month. Consider it done. Danica Patrick is not going to NASCAR, said Crash Gladys five was. years ago. Five? Now that She's Stat- been in NASCAR longer than that. Now that Statman has picked himself up off the carpet with that original question, I'll rephrase it. I'll rephrase it again for you, Statman. Which is more likely to happen first? Danica Patrick gets an Indy 500 ride, or Danica Patrick is engaged to Aaron Rodgers. And he is still <laughs> on the floor, as I thought I heard Statman there. A little technical issue with Statman. Okay, so basically it's 2018, and hey, good way to kick off that new year. <laughs> Technicality. Uh, so Freak Nation, coming up in the next couple hours, John Force. Yep, that guy, 16-time champion. 16 or 17? He's got eight. How many does he have amongst it in his drivers now? Well, between he and his drivers, yeah. 20. Oh. Two last year in 2017 with Robert Height and Brittany Force. Brittany Force, by the way, the Aruba, which is the All-American Writers and Broadcasters Racing Association, their Titus Award winner, which was just announced. That's pretty freaking nice. cool. Uh, so, so, yeah, 20 champions. John Force will be joining us in the second hour. He's getting a degree from a college in Ohio. That's right. Also, a Formula One driver, sports car driver, Philippe Nasser, coming up. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the Freaks. Welcoming in our second run of Speed Freaks affiliates tonight. Happy 2018 to you, Freak Nation. Again, big question for you, Danica Patrick, what's going to happen first? She gets an Indy 500 ride or her and Aaron Rodgers become engaged. Coming up, John Force will be here in the Freak Nation. Philippe Nasser, Formula One driver, now full-time sports car pilot, running for Action the Express. Action Express and the Daytona 24-hour. He's going to check in with us. The fastest, fastest or quickest at the Roar for the 24. Oh. Just, Minute 35 seconds. He was faster than anybody else. Yeah. I'm just, you know, eat, you know, okay. uh, That's more yeah. drag racing than anything. And we got Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes brought to you by good friends at Continental Tire. That's Continental Tire. All right, the 2018 racing season did officially get underway Friday as cars took to the track. The roar before the 24 in Daytona. You could basically say the weekend was bookended by two Felipes. As we just mentioned, driving for Action Express Racing, Felipe Albuquerque. He was involved in the losing end of a controversial pass at the end of last year's 24 Hours of Daytona. He set the fastest time on Friday, and then it was Felipe Nasser who was fastest today. We will talk with Nasser in precisely 30 minutes. Sports cars in Daytona on Friday. Then Saturday, it was all about the Dakar Rally kicking off in South America and Supercross in SoCal. Regarding Dakar, 139 bikes, 92 cars, 49 quads, and 44 trucks 
Went through the starting gates in Lima. For time's sake, I'm just sticking with cars. Get all the info at racer.com. Nasser Alatia took the early lead winning stage one, but today, American Bryce Menzies, he walked away from a serious crash. His co-driver, Peter Mortensen, suffered a broken ankle. Today's stage victory went to Cyril Dupree. And a slew of Supercross. We're going to talk with Ralph Shaheen in just three minutes, but suffice it to say, Anaheim one season opener was lit. Ken Roxon, an amazing comeback from near amputation less than one year ago. Eli Tomac crashing out of the lead, finishing dead last, but following up on his million-dollar payday last fall. Marvin Muskin flexed his muscles yet again, getting himself the win. So many stories out there, guys. This is not an offseason. Get caught up on everything. Two sites, racer.com and speedsport.com. You don't need to go anywhere else. Racer.com and speedsport.com. Coming up, as Crasher said, Ralph Shaheen will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Play-by-play for the Supercross Series on FS1. And I think Crasher was right, man. Anaheim 1 was lit. I think the 2018 season for Supercross, it's anybody's game, baby. Uh, Coming up, Ralph Shaheen... Motorsports Radio, redefined. The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. Sir Jeremy, you are a true friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Madam Susan, you are an even truer friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. What is that? This is a spiced honey mead wine that I have really been into lately. Please follow Sir Brad. He's going to give you a private tour of the pit of misery. I'm sorry, what? Pit of misery. Dilly dilly. Here's to the friends you can always count on. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. The Coxville Blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. 
Hi, I'm Ryan Seacrest for RAD. Over 300 people in this country are killed every week by a drunk driver. That's the equivalent of two 747 plane crashes every single week. And the problem isn't going away unless we all do our part to stop it. So if you see someone who's about to drive after drinking, get the keys. Don't leave it up to anyone else. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters and the Ad Council. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Speed Freaks from the Lucas Oil Studios. Again, Happy New Year. We debate this every year. How long do you continue to wish someone Happy New Year? A week? Two weeks? The full month of January? No. All right. We'll debate that later. Uh, Fox Sports 2, or FS2, as we like to call it here in the Freak Nation, right now is re-airing one of the 250 heats from Anaheim 1, and the dude calling the play-by-play for that is doing a damn good job. Did a hell of a job last night as it was actually live on FS1. Uh, Ralph Shaheen joining the Freak Nation. Happy New Year, Shaheen. Hey, man. Happy New Year to you guys, too, and everybody listening out there. How about it, man? Hey, So, Shaheen, you can't tell me that you, Ricky Carmichael, Jeff Emig, uh, didn't think that this 2018 season was not going to be wacky because last night was just strange. I kept looking for full moons and – so it, th- this 2018 season, I don't know if I can remember one that was just, I, I want to use this word, these words, wide open as it seems now. Yeah, you know, that's well, that's definitely the case coming into 2018 because Chad Reed, of course, is the only guy in the field who is a former champion. So the odds are good we're going to have a new champ. So that that's a big deal. You know, when you think about it, the two Ryans won the last eight championships, Villapoto and Dungey crazy um but anaheim one also tends to be a unique race all in itself uh it it tends to produce winners that you don't see coming when it happens um it's not always the guy that wins anaheim one in fact rarely does the guy that win anaheim one go on to win the championship i think the last guy to do that was villapoto in 2012 so a1 is always a wild event, too, and we certainly have a crazy year on our hands. So, basically, are we saying, sorry, Marvin Muskin? Sorry? Yeah, I mean, if that hasn't happened, winning Anaheim won and then going on to win oh, the championship. Oh, I see what you're getting at. <laughs> Poor yeah. guy. Well, yeah, no, I, I see what you're getting at there. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could you could look at it that way. Maybe he's going to be one of the few that, that pulls it off. Um, you know, Jeff and Ricky have spent a lot of time in the off season in our meetings and stuff talking about each of the four guys that came into the year as preseason favorites. Moosekin, Anderson, uh, you know, Tomac and Roxon. They all have real strong features to why they should be the champion, but they also have legitimate issues that they have to each work through that have kind of hindered them in years past. And in their mind, is which one of these guys is going to overcome that issue first. And that's going to be the guy that becomes the champ. And it's going to be fun to see that play out. 
Oh, without question. That just brings about drama that everybody likes to see. It's yep. hard for me, though, to not think that the biggest story last night was Ken Roxon's comeback. There's no way around it. It's a huge sports story, not just in Supercross, but in sports in general. It's a tremendous human interest story. Here is a guy who literally was on the precipice of losing his arm. They were talking about him having to have his arm amputated. And instead of that, he made it all the way back to the starting gate of one of the most challengingly, physically demanding motorsports events in the world. And not just made it back to the starting gate, but got to the main event, was the number one qualifier in the day. And had he gotten a little bit better start, might have been on the podium. It's incredible what he did. Do you think it is pretty much up to the start? Because it seems like Tomac was just blazing. I know Tomac crashed out and ended up finishing dead last, but Tomac was just on a blazing speed that it didn't seem like Roxon could match. Same with Mooskin, same with Anderson. Do you really think it comes down to that start? Had he gotten a better start, he would have been that much better? The start is the key to every single one of yeah. these races. You, it's, if you think back to what Dungey and Villapoto did so well, they made sure that at the start, as often as they could, which for those two was just about every Saturday night, they would come out of that first corner usually solidly in the top five. Once you're in the top five after that first corner, then you can go racing, and you can over the course of the length of the event, run the guy down, hope for the mistake that closes the gap, you've got a shot. If you come out of it 12th, like Ken did, then you've got to spend all night just working your way to get up to that spot and you don't have time. And so that's where, had Ken gotten a better start, Eli still might have, he might have won or Marvin might have won, but Ken might have ended up on the podium. He worked his way all the way up to fourth, yeah. had he had a better start, that fourth might have been a third. Yeah, as I was asking you that question, I thought, this is so stupid. He finished fourth. <laughs> <laughs> he finished freaking fourth on his rec- basically his redemption race. So, yeah, damn. He, he's got yeah. mad skills. Hey, Ralph, here's one for you. Ralph Shaheen, play-by-play for the Supercross Series on FS1 joining the Freaks. Uh, Chad Reed, you heard the number last night. He's been racing professionally for 21 years, longer than a lot of folks listening to us right now i would been alive i would think that dude has so much cake built up he has no business being on that bike what what continues to drive chad reed to race had a long talk with ellie about that chad's wife during track walk yesterday and it's not just what drives chad it's what drives them as a family um you know those two have been together since they were literally teenagers uh, when Chad turned pro and started racing, he, he ran a couple of years in Australia as a pro, and then they went to Europe with literally two gear bags full of stuff. And from Europe off to uh, America in an incredible career. And she said, you know, this is Chad's whole life. It's their whole life. They don't have hobbies. He's not a, a guy that's into hunting or fishing or golfing or skiing or bowling or anything else you can think of. 
all he thinks about 24-7 is racing that dirt bike against the best in the world. Not just, you know, it's some vet class race at Loretta Lynn's. No, he wants to race the best in the world. That means Saturday night in a stadium somewhere in the United States at a Supercross. And if he can still do that, then he still wants to do that. Doesn't mean he thinks he's going to win all the time. He knows what he's up against. But it's just putting himself out there and pushing himself to be out there against those guys and still be able to do that. It's incredible. And if you're capable of doing it, then why not continue to chase your dream? He has been told every step of the way throughout his entire life, you can't do this. You can't be 16 years old from a small town in Australia and become a world champion. Well, he did. Twice. And so, in his mind, why should anybody tell him he can't race this year? If he can figure it out, if he can find the money, if he can get himself in shape and he can make it into the main, he's going to do it. And guess what? He did it again. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> and he was injured last year too, by the way. Right. Yes. Yes. And think <laughs> about the fact that he bought that bike off a showroom floor, made some minor changes to it, has scraped enough money together to get a small, you know, truck together to get the thing out to Anaheim, hadn't spent but a day or two on the bike. Obviously admits outright he is in the worst shape at the beginning of the year he's ever been in because he didn't think he was going to pull this thing off it was you know he was so busy trying to make it happen he wasn't training the way he normally would have and yet he finished he made it into the main event and had a pretty solid night what was he top 15 yeah it, Crazy. It's, he's a great story yeah when you it's guys all, did say that all towards... heart determination it, and natural skill mm-hmm. and i bet with two dudes that have won their share of races and championships ricky carmichael and jeff emig who you do the show with they've got to have a little bit of a, a fascination with the fact that he can continue to attack that track and, you know, get a top 10, top 15 finish. You know, I, again, there's two guys though that have other things in their life, right? <laughs> so, um, it is, we were having the same conversation with Dungey about this yesterday. You know, Ryan joined us in the broadcast and off camera, we were talking about it a little bit and, you know, Ryan has already been able to, there's certain parts of it he misses and certain parts of it he doesn't. He's been able to find other things and has other interests. Chad just doesn't have that. So it, the end of a career comes for different people at different times for different reasons. And in order for them to be able to walk away and be satisfied with everything they did, they have to be able to turn that passion towards something else. Give me another reason to be that engrossed in a challenge. To you know, I want to I want to achieve that too. And they've been able to move on. For Jeff, for example, it's been television. For Ricky, it's been his his schools and bringing up younger riders and things of that nature. Dunge is still trying to figure out exactly what that is for him. But you know, obviously, beginning his life with his wife and doing all that is a big part of it. Chad doesn't have that. It's still racing that dirt bike. Let's get to Eli Tomac, Ralph Shaheen, and what oh, exactly happened? That was weird last night. What exactly happened, and how does he have a wardrobe malfunction in the middle of it? Uh, sadly, it's not um, It's not as weird as it should be for hmm. Eli. And by that, I mean, I think these mental mistakes are all too common 
for a writer of his skill set who is supposed to be a champion by now in Supercross. Uh, yeah. um, it, it is what has cost him, and it maybe has cost him again. I mean, we're one race in, he's 25 points down. Now, the way this new point system was set up and everything, one of the things they were talking about when they did it was they think every rider, you know, can have a mulligan and still be able to bounce back and, you know, be competitive and be in the fight when they get to Vegas. Well, if that's the case, Eli used his at round one. That's a scary time to use it because you got 16 more of these things to go and none of them are easy. And you, you sure can't afford to have another one. And it, the, the wardrobe malfunction, that just, you know, I mean, it's weird. It happens. The, the gear companies do an incredible job of, you know, stress testing these, these products, all of them do, to the point where that usually doesn't happen. And it's pretty rare that we see that. Um, but that was just, you know, the cherry on top of a really bad cupcake, if you will, uh, in the fact that it, it just was a horrible result for Eli. Ralph, you know, I'm not going to end it with this, but I do, I, I know we, I, you got to get the hell out of here on East Coast time right now. Um, well, James? I'm in the East Coast on West Coast time. Oh. That's the weirdest <laughs> part, right? That is true. Yeah. James Stewart, what the hell, where the hell, what's going on? Dude, you know as much as I do. Wow. And, and I really wish I had a better answer. That is probably the two most asked questions I get all the time, uh, you know, as we build towards the season are who's going to win the championship, who's your pick, and where's James Stewart and what's he going to do? And I tell everybody with the championship, the first thing you have to do is you have to survive. You have to be able to get to the end physically healthy. And if you can do that, then you're probably in a position at that point by the time you get to Vegas that you've scored enough points, you're in a position to race to win the title. Um, The other question, like I said, is what's up with James Stewart? And nobody knows. The only person that knows that is James. They don't communicate. They don't tell people. They don't send out press releases. They keep everything close to their vest. I haven't seen him in I don't know how long. I haven't heard from him. I don't know what's going on with him. Mm. We were sure hoping Malcolm was going to be at Anaheim. It was looking like he was going to be there last minute. He's not racing there. Man, I, I really don't know. I think it is... Whether you're a fan of James or you're not a fan of James, I think when James Stewart was at his best, at his ultimate level of speed and competition, it was great for the sport to have James Stewart in the starting gate. He is a guy that is electric to watch ride. He's an incredible talent. He's a great character, has a lot of charisma, and I wish we could get James back in the starting gate at his best, trained, physically fit, with a good team, ready to go. I don't know if we're ever going to see that again. That's nuts. Freak Nation, follow him on Twitter. You can read him, read about him on SpeedSport. You can catch him all over Mav TV and many other Lucas Oil productions. And then, of course, you got him with Supercross on FS1. What the hell else did I miss, Ralph? Uh, well, we now we just acquired Sprint Car Midget, too. So if you love speed sport, we, we <laughs> really appreciate that. That covers everything. But, man, if you like slinging mud sideways, 
check out Sprint Car and Midget Magazine and uh, everything we got going on over there, too. Do you sleep? <laughs> as tired as I am after that opening round and all the fun we had out there, I'm going to be here in a little while. But that's just going to be real quick because Wednesday I got – well, we got speed sports shows i got to tape this week. And then I head off Wednesday to the Chili Bowl in Tulsa for a couple of days on my way to Houston for round two of Supercross. Bam. <laughs> yep, you don't sleep. Well, Ralph, I say it every time you talk. Uh, we appreciate your work, and thank you for doing this, buddy. Hey, man, I appreciate you guys having me on. Hopefully we'll get a chance to talk again before the season's over. boy. Thank you, Ralph. Yeah, man, see you. Ralph Shaheen, the voice of Supercross FS1, play-by-play him along with former Supercross champion Jeff Emig, Jeff Emig and multiple Supercross champion, outdoor champion, Ricky Carmichael, also on the coverage. And now Jamie Little. I know she was back last year, right? Yes, and it was just for select races. And got it. Specifically Anaheim and you got me on the others. What's right with Supercross and what the hell is wrong with Supercross? Next, Lucas Hall Studios, Speed Freaks Pits. Good evening, my fellow citizens. To provide guidance to mankind. Sad story from the two-week Dakar rally that started Saturday. American off-road racer Bryce Menzies and his co-driver Peter Mortensen received minor injuries, apparently, in an accident that all but destroyed their Mini. We don't know what happened yet, but it looks like the car became airborne over a jump of some kind and landed heavily. The wheels ripped from the car. Now, what I'm about to say won't be popular, but it's true. The car isn't an off-road race, no matter what off-road racers think of the event. It's a rally required requiring finesse and patience. Menzies is a champion off-road racer with experience in the rough-and-tumble world of rallycross. But his greatest success is in off-road desert racing, where you often go as hard as you can until the vehicle breaks or the finish line comes, whichever occurs first. In one report Sunday, Menzies was described as a truck-jump record-setting badass. That label fits when you look at the debris from his crash two weeks before the finish of the rally. Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. The sun can make your outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable you can't use it. But now there's the Sunsetter Retractable Awning. A Sunsetter Retractable Awning opens and closes in just 60 seconds, and it keeps your patio about 20 degrees cooler. It provides instant shade and protection from the sun's harmful rays. You can get your Sunsetter for as little as $5.99 when you call now to get your special $200 discount certificate and free awning idea kit. You're going to love your Sunsetter Retractable Awning. 
Sunsetter awnings are assembled in America and guaranteed to last. So call 800-692-0268 now to get a free awning idea kit with DVD, plus your $200 Sunsetter discount certificate. This is a limited time offer, so call 800-692-0268. That's 800-692-0268 for your free awning idea kit with DVD and $200 discount certificate. There's no obligation, so call 800-692-0268 now. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. I am still living with your ghost. Lonely and dreaming of the West Coast. I don't want to be your Statman, I don't know if we ever featured these guys on some of our year-end specials at UPN News 13 in Los Angeles. Who is this? First of all, who are you? Welcome to the Free Nation. Yeah, happy 2018, Holmes. Welcome to 2018. <laughs> right? Damn, missed you those last two segments. Thank you, technology. Yeah, w- don't ever update software. <laughs> Stick with the old. Oh man, yeah, the, I did. The, I the, did hear. Uh, we'll get. Let's get back to the music in a minute. I yeah. did hear Shaheen talk about uh, uh, James missing, and that might be the saddest story in all of Supercross. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. As big a fan base as he had, and as big of fans as we were. Uh, and to him just to disappear and him to say nothing about here I am, this is what I'm doing, uh, all none of it, it's just sad. It's, I'm, I'm with you. I was scouring Twitter last night trying to find something and nobody knows anything. And Ralph Shaheen, he is an authority on everything going on in the Supercross pits right now. And he doesn't even know. Nobody's... Nobody from the family has said anything. It's such a bizarre story. I... And for his brother to disappear, yeah, too. Yeah. I mean, that just, I don't know. His brother was getting faster, but I don't know. It's just its just sad. I, I, wish, I wish James would at least come out and say, I'm doing this. I'll be, uh, I'll make an appearance. I'll have a news conference. Uh, I, whatever. Just say something so everybody knows one, he's okay, and two, he's what his future plans are. He had millions of fans worldwide. And forget the sponsors, just the fans want to know what's mm-hmm. going on. 
Yeah, what was it? Last night during the Supercross race, I also checked on his Twitter account. James hasn't tweeted in two years. What? Yeah. Wow. Well, maybe a year and a half. It's basically 2016, so probably a year and a half to be more accurate. But, wow. yeah, that's wow. strange, huh? Wow. I Wow. That just... I, I would just like to know, uh, he used to respond to me when I would email him, but you know, I mean, he's probably changed his email address seven times since the last time we had a conversation yeah. and who, you know, what's that man compared to the millions of people who wonder about him, but you know, it's just, it's, it's just, that's the ultimate sad story in after one round of Supercross. Well, now that we have one minute to expand or expound on my tease, <laughs> I, that's all I really need. What's right with Supercross is it's up in the air, and you got a dude like Roxon working his way back mm-hmm. who was just this close to having his arm amputated and working himself into a top five. Fourth uh, place. But what's wrong with Supercross is just that. The only returning champion is Chad Reed. He's in his late 30s. And granted, I don't follow Supercross like I did 10 years ago, but at the same time, man, you, who do you cling on to? I mean, this would be a perfect time for James Stewart to come back. But or again, at least just make an appearance. Yeah. Yeah, just give us a press conference or something. We head just, straight. Like you said, we want to know if he's okay. Uh, a Formula One driver is now going to run full-time in the sports car series here in the United States on Continental Tires. A lot of things we're going to cover with Philippe Nasser. Next, Speed Freaks Best Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. The Boca Raton Cougars, the Las Vegas Hookers, and the Arizona Pricks got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the Lexington Studs or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts, they are awesome, made with the highest quality 100% cotton available and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com. That's awesomesportslogos.com and get awesome. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit LucasOilRacing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. 
Hey, Freak Nation, it's time you clean up your tires and rims, so do it with Lucas Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. It's an environmentally friendly treatment spray designed to give tires and trim a long-lasting, like-new shine. Use Slick Mist Tire Shine to remove dull, gray oxidation from bumpers, tires, plastic, rubber, and vinyl trim. It's long-lasting, UV-resistant, and helps prevent sidewall blowout. Log on to lucasoil.com for more info and pick up Lucas Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine at major auto parts stores today. Hi, I'm Ryan Seacrest for RAD. Over 300 people in this country are killed every week by a drunk driver. That's the equivalent of two 747 plane crashes every single week. And the problem isn't going away unless we all do our part to stop it. So if you see someone who's about to drive after drinking, get the keys. Don't leave it up to anyone else. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Father of mine, tell me where have you been? You know I just closed my eyes, my whole world disappeared. Father of mine, Back with Speed Freaks on a Sunday night, and if you thought uh, motorsports took a few weeks, months off, well, it doesn't. Trust me. We saw Supercross Anaheim 1 go off last night. And Daytona and the 24-hour, it's cranking here in a couple of weeks. And it's called the Roar Before the 24, where at one time it was where drivers and teams and team owners would take their cars and their drivers and kind of work out the cobwebs, kind of shake down the, the engine, the car itself. Drivers get acclimated back to the car. But looking at this past weekend, these sons of bitches are kicking some ass. And the dude that ran the fastest, uh, Philippe Nasser, joining Speed Freaks on a Sunday night, and would I uh, be assuming wrong here that you guys are pretending that this this was on? It was a race weekend. Well, it's it's a pleasure to be joining you guys over here. You know, it's, uh, it's been a while since I drove here in Daytona. Was it back in 2013? I mean, I've uh, participated twice in this amazing event, and I I just couldn't wait to come back here. And you know, uh, I'm glad I'm glad it all worked out. Not only to do the race, but the whole season. With the with the Action Express team on the Wheelan Cadillac car, and uh, all I have to say is that the first thing we did it here, as soon as we hit the track, we were the cars that run the most laps around here. So we had nothing to hide at all. We were here to focus on our team, just bringing the car, uh, you know, to the best performance we could. And uh, you know, I, I was surprised with the times today. We didn't pretty close all the the cars on the top four, uh, but I have to say at the same time I'm pretty sure there are some teams out there just not showing, uh, you know, everything that they can they can have, you know, which which is a bit bit sad for the thing, but uh, you know it is what it is, and uh, you know it just it was nice to be back. It's been a while since we haven't been in the car for the drivers, to the teams, get back to the procedures and and get everything flowing again. And uh, it, it's the first time ever we have this qualifying for pit lane position, and we made it there. We are on top. So uh, all I have to say, uh, you know, it, it's been a great day in the car, and uh, I'm happy for the team. I'm happy for everyone. I know it's a little part of the – it only counts a little bit for the race we can, but it's something. You know, I, I feel like we're on the, on the right path here. Hold on, though. I'm going to call you out. Or, or were you just calling other drivers out for sandbagging this weekend? Oh, 
Oh yes, they were. <laughs> the track was full of sand. I can tell you that. <laughs> it is Daytona Beach, though. Come on. No, but come on, there. Uh, I mean, I, I'm a, as a racing driver. I drove behind some other cars out there, and uh, I could see what they've got. They're just not showing all of it. How frustrating is that? Let's be honest, because some of you guys out there are putting it all on the line, and it's how frustrating is it to see that other drivers are not giving it 100%, and that's it, it's not fair for you guys to get a full shakedown of what yeah, they're doing. It is, it is frustrating, because when I spoke to all the other Cadillac guys, you know, you could see we were all giving all we had. You know, nobody was uh, just driving around and just, you know, having references times, or we just out there, you know, to show what we got, and... Uh, it's a bit frustrating that others uh, kind of hold the game and, you know, trying to get us, uh, they call the BOP. And, uh, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. But, I mean, I, I'm just happy that I'm leaving today knowing that we did what we had to do. Do times on this weekend have any impact at all on the race weekend that's still three weeks away? Well, it's difficult to say right now. Uh, I'm pretty sure... Inter has got all the information. They can, they have all the telemetry on the cars, so they will know what drivers are doing, what teams are doing, uh, what kind of performance they could have done, or whatever. So, all I can say that I'm confident that I, the team is confident that we, sh- we know, we we gave it all. We gave all we had here. Philippe Nasser, the prototype class in IMSA this year is filled with internationally experienced drivers like yourself. Has American sports car racing become a destination series for global drivers? 100%. And I think it's going to be, if not the strongest, one of the strongest series on sports cars this year. And I think it's a great timing for myself to be joining Action Express now and the championship, the IMSA championship, because uh, it's going to be a pretty high level competition you see new teams coming over uh you can say about Penske you know Penske uh, you know they they don't come they don't come here to they're coming here to fight us you know so um it's gonna be a pretty tough year but I as a racing driver I was saying earlier to to the press you know there's no better thing than being in a competition that you feel being pushed by others and uh uh, it's a great, great environment to be on, you know, because uh, you, you're out of your comfort zone. You're just trying to look for something else all the time. And I think it's great timing for everything that is happening. And I'm pretty sure we're going to see that on in, in the 24. That is going to be a tough field and uh, it's going to be a great battle for the win. Now, Felipe Nasser, Formula 3 champion. Let me tell you guys who we're talking to. Formula 3 champion, Formula BMW champion, two-year two Sauber driver in F1. Are you saying, though, that do you like this kind of racing and this kind of competition better than your F1 days? Well, from what what I've seen so far, you know, uh, if, I, if I come back to Formula 1 on the subject, uh, it's difficult for you to be on a situation that you can show your full potential, if you know what I mean. If yes. you're not at the right time, at the right team, in the right car, it just makes it so difficult uh, for drivers to show what they can do. And, you know, this kind of competition, anyone, you know, all drivers that walk in and are sharing the car, you're able to win the race from whenever you start. And, uh, you know, for sure the level of competition in terms of uh, of gaps between the teams are much smaller here, you know. You, you're going to be fighting 
different drivers, different cars all the time, which is, for me, as a driver, is the perfect environment to be. So on this side, I'm 100% happy to be here. Well, we're happy to have you over in the States because of your massive talent. Here's a question that's really always bugged me. Why do you think, especially you having been driven in Formula One, why do you think Formula One is so damn popular around the world when it, the parody, like you said, the parody doesn't really exist there. It does exist in, in American sports cars. It does exist in IndyCar. The competition mm-hmm. is better in those two series than F1, but why is F1 so much more popular? Well, uh, I have to go back years. You know, when, when you're a boy and you're watching uh, television and you have, you know, those fast cars going around, and uh, I remember it was a dream I always had to achieve, and uh, uh, I didn't know all the things behind it. And, I, and it is a tricky, tricky, very tricky competition because, as I said, it's, it's so much that goes beyond just, uh, you know, the, the results itself and the driving itself that uh, it makes it so complicated. You either are on the top teams that, you know, they are going to fight for the championship one or two teams every year. If you're not there, you're out of the window. So, um, but hey, Formula One has been like this for years, and uh, you know, uh, for me, being out, being out of it, in terms, you know, it, I, I still feel there's a lot to explore, you know, outside of Formula One, and I feel like you can, you know, you can achieve so much other things in, in uh, you know, as I said, on the sports cars world right now. It's so healthy, you know, the competition. And that's that's what I've been missing, you know, in Formula 1. And I'm sure there are a lot of guys out there uh, that have been spending years and years and haven't been, for example, on a podium or something like this or even scored, I don't know, a top five finish. And it, it just, uh, it sucks in a way because uh, as a racing driver and as the racing team, you always want to go for the win. And Every time I look over here, and as you said, IndyCar, for example, everybody has got a shot for the win. Wow. Philippe Nasser, Formula One driver, sports car pilot, more importantly, driving the full series 2018 for Action Express. And you can hear it in the background, the roar before the 24. Again, the Lucas Oil Studios. And, and Philippe, it's interesting that you're saying this because a guy that's grown up in Brazil, it's soccer or karting. I mean, those, those, are, those are really... Those are the two things. And that... fishing as well. I love fishing. Okay, screw young. fishing. Whoa! Damn it! You don't get you don't get look, you don't get good looking women when it comes to fishing. You're either soccer star or or, <laughs> or I know, that, that kind of fishing. Uh. <laughs> so, but but Philippe, that's why Formula One is so confusing to me because mm. soccer stars want to play on teams that mm. are eligible to win championships or go deep mm-hmm. or to get wins. Same sure. with Brazilian stars, Elio Castro Neves or Tony Kanan coming over here mm. and driving for IndyCar teams that can win. So, what? okay, you may be making 3 or $4 million a year driving Formula One, but you're, freaking, you're a freaking backmarker and you're getting your ass kicked. Uh, by, by, the, by, I think that's something they should you know, try and correct on the system. Otherwise... Uh, you, you're going to see more and more often drivers just trying to explore the series. I think a great example, you see Fernando Alonso, you know, he, he came over to do the Indy 500. And I, I'm sure he had a blast. He had a great time just because he knew he had a shot for the win. And how, how many years he has been waiting for that? So uh, wow. kind of, I think it opened up the eyes of many people and other drivers to, to know what it is, what it really is, you know, like, satisfying yourself as a racing driver. 
running on those Continental tires for the Daytona 24-hour 2018. Philippe Nasser joining the Freaks from Lucas Oil Studios. As a young dude growing up in Brazil, was the Daytona 24-hour something on your bucket list? Did you have any idea about this huge sports car race? Not really. Uh, so I had to experience for the first time, and I was like, wow. You know, uh, I have to say it was so by far one of the highlights of my career to have uh, taken part in the Daytona 24 back in 2012 for the first time. And it opened up so much doors for me, and I could see a different kind of uh, environment. And uh, I made up so many nice friends here that I knew one day I wanted to come back here. And then, you know, as I said, good timing to be here. Happy that the opportunity that Action Express has given me. And as the series itself, I think it's so coming out great. You know, we're going to have a great year of competition here. How does a guy growing up in Brazil with Lebanese roots become a Johnny Cash fan? <laughs> well, I've always been a fan of this kind of old old kind of style music, you know, old rock and roll, Johnny Cash style. Uh, what else can I say? Pink Floyd and uh, Pure Jam, all this stuff like this. I, I, I'm not in too much of the kind of music people do nowadays. So, uh, yeah, well, that's me. That's Filippi. <laughs> Pearl Jam, Johnny Cash, Bob Dylan, and, oh, you said Pink Floyd. You have good Pink taste Floyd. in music. Yeah, I love them all. All right, well, here it is. We'll end it with this. Philippe Nasser, Formula One driver, now sports car pilot for Action Express, running the full season, running those Continental tires in the IMSA Sports Car WeatherTech Championship. All right, here you go. You have three choices. You, you get to sit at, okay, what's your favorite alcohol? What do you like to drink? Alcohol, it will have to be a red wine. Okay, yes. $500 bottle of red wine. You had a chance to share it with the original cast of Star Wars. <laughs> oh, Johnny Cash or Ayrton Senna? <laughs> oh, that, that'll be Senna. That'll be Senna, no doubt. That'll, <laughs> that'll be Ayrton. What if I threw in Bob Dylan with Johnny Cash? <laughs> that'll be a nice duet, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is greatness. Thank you for doing this, buddy. Good luck to you here in Thank you, guys. three weeks Thank for you the guys. 24. I'm sure we're going to talk more over the... The next few weeks and uh, see how the race come up. Felipe, thank you, buddy. <laughs> thank you, guys. You know, you look at that lineup that, Statman, you were talking about in some of these texts that were going back and forth in the prototype class. We've never seen anything like this for sports cars here in the States. No, and with the, the separation of the ALMS and uh, Grand Am, all of that's gone the cars are better. The drivers are infinitely better. It's just a magnificent field. F1 drivers, we get a lot of that with um, we get a lot of that with uh, the Daytona, the Rolex 24 anyway. Mm-hmm. But now we're getting guys that are showing up for the entire season, like Felipe, and it, it's uh, it's going to be just a magnificent season. It's interesting to hear his take with my question about. You know, being a backmarker in Formula One, Grant, I thought he might kind of skate over it, but just addressed it, saying that he thinks that's something that needs to be addressed. This isn't a a a, a uh, an older Formula One driver. This guy's what 25 years old. Granted, it might be older in some in, in some scenarios, but just the, the fact that you hear a driver 
again, and, 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 and it wasn't Williams or uh, Ferrari that he was driving for. Sauber's still a decent team, but just to have him come out and say, yeah, man, maybe it's something we need to address. I think the bigger issue that has to be addressed is the pay for driving, drivers that are buying their own seats. Uh, and it was Colin McRae. We had a long conversation before he died about – there was only at the time, he said, five drivers in uh, the WRC who were being paid. The rest of them were paying for their own seats. So the, I think probably in F1, it's probably something close to that. Out of 22 starters, there's probably, what, less than 10 that are that are bringing, uh, that are getting paid, and the rest of them are bringing at least a piece of the money to the field. So they're going to have to address that at some point. Otherwise, you're going to get guys like Rossi and Nasser and who are going to be leaving, going somewhere else. Yeah. Rossi, meaning Alexander Rossi? Alexander Rossi, yeah. And you see, there was a new driver just signed for the street and road courses with Ed Carpenter Racing. And come to find out, it's on Racer.com, Alexander Rossi convinced him to leave Formula One to come to the States to drive IndyCar. Not that. There you go. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. But, of course, it means nothing to the Jacksonville Jaguars fans. <laughs> what? Or Statman. the Buffalo Bills fans. Oh. No, no. Statman, do you realize in your mahogany love chair, about a half a bottle of cognac down, you could have done a better job than Blake Bortles? John Force coming up next hour in the Freak Nation. Motorsports Radio, redefined. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. The sun can make your outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable you can't use it. But now there's the Sunsetter Retractable Awning. A Sunsetter Retractable Awning opens and closes in just 60 seconds, and it keeps your patio about 20 degrees cooler. It provides instant shade and protection from the sun's harmful rays. You can get your Sunsetter for as little as $5.99 when you call now to get your special $200 discount certificate and free awning idea kit. You're going to love your Sunsetter Retractable Awning. 
Sunsetter awnings are assembled in America and guaranteed to last. So call 800-692-0268 now to get a free awning idea kit with DVD, plus your $200 Sunsetter discount certificate. This is a limited time offer, so call 800-692-0268. That's 800-692-0268 for your free awning idea kit with DVD and $200 discount certificate. There's no obligation, so call 800-692-0268 now. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love the party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Second hour of Speed Freaks, Lucas Oil Studios. Happy 2018 to you, Freak Nation. What did we determine last year, Crasher? Or where did we battle most in regards to wishing, wishing someone a happy new year? How long should it go on? I don't know where. I forget where Statman stood on this, but I'm, I'm of the mindset, one week, that's it. Unless you haven't seen somebody and it's around day 10 or 12. All right, there's a little excuse to go farther. But no, one week, that's it. Happy new year. Done. You can't be at the Super Bowl and say, Happy New Year. It's February. John Force in 11 minutes. He's getting a an honorary doctorate degree from a university in Ohio that we'll share with you coming up. Statman, how long do you say Happy New Year to folks? I know, again, we battle on about this every freaking year. I think we decided last year that the first time you see someone in the new year until the end of January. <laughs> uh, but if... But if but if you see him, if the first time you see him, you know that's that Happy New Year. But after the end of the month, it's like you know tough. You know who needs you? Clancy behind the board. What about you there, Holmes? You are on the tail end of the millennial circle. How long do you wish people Happy New Year? Now I've never one hundred percent agreed with Crash. I one hundred percent agree exactly with Crash. <laughs> now my wrinkle is, mm. my wrinkle is that. 
say it's February or March, like Statman says, first time you see them that New Year, you can say, how's the, how's your New Year going? Ooh. But you don't wish them a happy New Year because you look like a crazy person. Because it's February. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I could kind of agree with that, but the, that putting the word wrinkle and crash in the same sentence <laughs> is dangerous. <laughs> Oh, it's, well, you know, it's something all ladies just need to freaking get used to. Wow. Yeah. Wrinkles, they absolutely do exist. So, yeah, John Force will join us here in about six minutes. Also, I hope to get to this sometime this hour. Dale Earnhardt Jr., on the anniversary, gosh, what did I say? Is it 11-year anniversary of the death of Bobby Hamilton? 2007. This day, 2007, yeah. Dale Earnhardt Jr., and it's all over sports websites and social media sites, that there's a great story that Dale Earnhardt Jr. told on his Twitter account. I mean, the video is like 12, 13 minutes long. And, it, and it's about his first run-in with Bobby Hamilton, again, who passed away. Was it mouth cancer crasher? Mm. Something like that? Yeah. I, I, I can't a, remember the specific answer. great cancer. story that... Comes directly from Dale Earnhardt. I've tried. I've done my best to take it down from 13 minutes to eight, <laughs> but it's him telling a story uh, from what he remembers the only time he ever drove a Ford, and how he got to that point is incredible. It involved a fiery crash. It involved the complete obliteration of the car that Dale Jr. was driving. Are we talking about Sonoma? 2002? No. One? This is some backwoods track. Hmm. Not not a well. Okay. Yeah. Even some some of the some of the bigger feeder series are still backwoods tracks. <laughs> 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 but it's a great story from Dale Earnhardt that I want to share with you, Freak Nation. That I hope to get to uh, sometime this hour. But John Force, who two of his drivers wrapped up two championships for 2017. Uh, he's going to join us coming up in six minutes. He's getting an honorary doctorate from. Have, have you ever heard of this university, Statman? North what? Ohio, Northwestern University of Ohio, or something like that. Yeah, that's the the they sponsor a top fuel driver, the U N O H that you see on one of the top fuel, like Terry McMillan, I think, is the the driver. Uh, it's, you know, in, in Northwestern Ohio and, uh, yeah, they, they're making a big deal about their participation in motorsports. And, uh, I guess that's why they're, they're giving this thing to John. Look, man, if you, if you need a, a spokesperson better than John Forge, let me know. There's not one better. I mean, they, they, at, at this university, they offer up a motorsports degree a high-performance motorsports degree at this university. So uh, coming up in about five minutes, John Force, the legend, NHRA multi-time, 16, 16 times, Yes. But first, let's do this. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the Freaks. Welcoming in Speed Freaks affiliates across the country. How you doing, man? Coming up this hour, 
Six minutes, John Force. He joins us. He's getting a degree. And we're going to share who, what, when, and where with John Force coming up. Also, I hope to get to the story with Dale Earnhardt Jr. And the only time he drove a Ford. This segment brought to you by our good friends at Continental Tire. Crash Gladys, pit news and notes. That's Continental Tire. Continental Tire for what you do. It's ContinentalTire.com. All right, the 2018 season officially got underway Friday. Cars took to the track for the roar before the 24 in Daytona. You could basically say the weekend was bookended by two Felipe's driving for Action Express Racing. Felipe Albuquerque, of course, he was the one involved in the losing end of a controversial pass with Ricky Taylor at the end of last year's 24 Hours of Daytona. Well, he set the fastest time on Friday, and then today it was Philippe Nasser who was fastest. Today's speed netting the team the P1 spot in the pits for race weekend. We talked with Nasser, gosh, just about, we ended our conversation with him just 15 minutes ago. Check it out. Tomorrow, speedfreaks.tv. That's your website. Sports cars were in Daytona on Friday, but then Saturday it was all about the Dakar Rally in South America and Supercross in Southern California. Regarding Dakar, get this. 139 bikes, 92 cars, 49 quads, and 44 trucks charging through that starting gate in Lima. For time's sake, I don't have enough time to go through all the results. I'm going to stick with the cars, but you can get everything at racer.com and speedsport.com. Nasser Alatia, the two-time winner from the last two years, took the early lead, winning stage one today. The stage victory went to Cyril Dupree, leading a 1-2-3 Peugeot podium, but it was American Bryce Menzies highlighting the stories, walking away from a very serious crash, but as Dakar is over, co-driver Peter Mortensen suffering a broken ankle. All right, tons of Supercross. You heard us with Ralph Shaheen last hour. Again, missed it? Check it out, speedfreaks.tv. But Anaheim, season one, the opener was lit. Ken Roxon proving an amazing comeback from near amputation less than one year ago. Eli Tomac, the leader of the race, crashing out and finishing dead last. And then following up on his million-dollar payday last fall, Marvin Muskin flexing his muscles and snagging that win again. So many stories right now in motorsports. Go to racer.com and speedsport.com. Those are the only two sources you need. That's your fix. ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire. Official tire of the freaks. John Force, 16-time funny car champion, gets a degree. He joins us next. Speed Freaks Pistol Soul Studios. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. What's up? It's Kenny Sargent. And for my motorsports fix, bam, I turn it on MAV-TV. MAV-TV, a network loaded with car and motorcycle shows, motorsports events, and exclusive automotive reality shows like Full Custom, Wrench Wars. What about drag boats? They got them. Off-road, sprint cars, pro pulling league, motocross, they're all on MAV-TV. It's the answer for those jonesing looking for some automotive action. Don't get MAV-TV? Call your local provider and get it. Check them out at MAVTV.com on Twitter and Facebook. MAV-TV is motorsports. Sir Jeremy, you are a true friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Madam Susan, you are an even truer friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. What is that? This is a spiced honeymead wine that I have 
really been into lately. Please follow Sir Brad. He's going to give you a private tour of the Pit of Misery. I'm sorry, what? Pit of Misery! Dilly dilly! Here's to the friends you can always count on. The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks. Introduce. Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive, unlimited, 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. The Texas Roadkill, the San Francisco Swallows, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, I got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative, funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the New Orleans Curse or the Nashville Bootleggers. And these t-shirts, they are awesome, with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at awesomesportslogos.com. That's awesomesportslogos.com. Dot com and get awesome. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. The green plastic watering can for a fake Chinese rubber plant. The fake plant. I guess we're just kind of easing into 2018 with this music that Alex is playing. What the hell is this? Kenny, just because it's not your top ten on your playlist, <laughs> whatever. That's the second time I 100% agree with Crash. Uh, this is a 100% <laughs> agree with Crash here. Exactly. Why is Radiohead Step in. on my network right now? You're not a Radiohead fan? No. Kenny! You're one of the most revolutionizing uh, bands in the last 20 years. In revolution? In what? So People say, so, so is Fish. I can't stand fish. Stat man. Well, then everybody laughing. else is wrong. Damn, I forgot about that. Who is, who is this guy? This guy, he's wonderful. Yeah, he kind of rocks, doesn't he? Uh, it's, it's Radiohead. Radiohead, Kenny. Have you seen Radiohead before live? Why do I want to see Radiohead live? Oh, what did I say before we went to my first Kid Rock John concert in Fort 2006? Wither, I said, why would I want to see Kid Rock live? And then it ended up being one of the best concerts I've ever been to. John Forrest, have you ever seen Radiohead live, buddy? He, he, he's I'm stunned. sitting here on a treadmill trying to figure out what you all are talking about. <laughs> no, it ain't a treadmill. It's a pedal bike. But it works for me. <laughs> Staring at my cat. I got a question for you. Do you even really have a cat, Kenny? Yeah. got two of them, man. I have Ka- Katrina and yeah. Sam. Katrina's a calico. Sam is an orange tabby. Okay. I just want to... I needed to know that for cat spot in case I was ever asked. <laughs> Oh, yes. oh, John. Let's go Force. to work here. Let's go to work. Right. Go to work. How about let's go to school? Yeah, I know. 16-time Funny Car Champion John Force joining the Freaks in the Lucas Oil Studios. And 
John Force, you're getting an honorary doctorate degree from a, a university in Ohio. What the hell's going on? Ain't that something? Yeah. I only went to college till noon, and now I'm getting a Ph.D. I can't even spell it. <clears throat> but I guess it's for a lot of things that, that I've accomplished over the years and how I got here, and somebody figures all that out. But I'm going back to Ohio, uh, uh, UNOH, University of Northwestern Ohio. And, uh, yep, I'm going to stand up there with the rest of them and take my due, I guess. Are you going to wear the robe and the snappy hat with the, <clears throat> the the tassel? I'm getting a square hat. I'm getting everything. No, it really is. It's, it's pretty cool. I mean, a number of people have, you know, I saw Jim Carrey the other night on TV. He had a big show, and, and he was given, a, you know, one of those doctorates and uh, for just things that he had done and charities and things. And I guess for having the championships, it uh, wasn't just me. It was all the people around me and sponsors that paid like Peak and Auto Club and the whole gang. But along the road, um, just lucky, did my job, worked seven days a week. I never went to a university. I went to a junior college. But, but um, I mean, my education was on the racetracks across America in truck stops with 18-wheelers, and I learned how to survive. And, and uh, I think college could be a little bit easier. Let's be honest, though, John Force, because this it's UNOH, where you're getting yeah. this honorary degree from. There have been numerous, and I, I can't begin to stress that word enough, so many graduates from that school that have gone in to have full-time amazing jobs in the NHRA community. I've got four guys that work on my team right now wow. that we hired out of, out of uh, the school, and they train them well. You know, we hire guys from the military because uh, they're trained well and, and, uh, and drive in schools and, and, and just across America. But uh, these schools that are teaching kids today, you know, the parents – not like when I was a kid. My dad got up on Saturday morning and showed me how to change a carburetor or, or, or brakes on a car. And, and we don't have that luxury anymore just because the way of life has changed. And uh, to have these schools like UNOH to teach these kids, yeah, we've got four of them work for us right now. You know, you bring up a topic that's been it's been a little bit sad to us in the Freak Nation seeing since we started the show in 2000 that every year that goes by, it seems like the win on Sunday, sell on Monday mentality is gone. You're right. There are so many kids that are not really appreciating cars as much as we all did back in the day. How has that hurt or has it, in your opinion, hurt motorsports? I can remember when, when it was all about hot rods back in the 60s when I started racing. And then I remember seeing the van came along and everybody wanted a van with a TV in the back. And, you know, the world changed, but hot rods are still here from California around the world. I mean, we're international, uh, whether it's IndyCar or NASCAR, it's still cars. It's a way of life, especially in America. And uh, now nothing's going to stop it. It's just something that's part of it. You know, you look at the change in the world, you look at the, the, uh, the, uh, her, uh, I guess it's horizon that's changing the way we go to market. You know, you can order everything online and, and um, instead of having to go to a, a local Walmart, but, uh, but certain things like robots, I don't believe they'll ever replace us. They're going to be here for a long time. But a guy said the other day on TV, it was kind of interesting talking about cars that drive themselves and why it, it's coming, but will it ever completely take over? And he said, he remembered the day when 
when when they were building a car that could fly. And uh, whatever happened to that concept didn't work. So, <laughs> hey, us human beings, we got jobs for a long time, trust me. Hey, John, real quick, I know Statman's got several questions for you, but you said Horizon. I think you mean Amazon. Amazon, I'm sorry. <laughs> See, I get, let me pump here another 30 minutes on this machine and my wits <laughs> will come about me. And I got a Ph.D. Okay, but, you know, <laughs> All good, now the world's changed. <laughs> I mean, the way we go to market, if you watch the presidential race, which I'll never get into, but the world's <clears throat> well, I'm still trying to figure out how to tweet, but, but, um, that world's changing, got to adapt. And I've been adapting for over 40 years, uh, in, in the, in the world of NHRA drag racing. And, uh, you know, but my jobs get up every day, chase sponsors, monster energy and Chevrolet and, and, uh, you know, the, the list just advanced auto parts. It goes on and on. It's what we do. And uh, <clears throat> so to get an opportunity to go to this university, I think it's really special, really honored, really proud uh, that, that they would look at me and give me an opportunity like this. So my whole family's going. It's going to be awesome. John Force is a 16-time funny car champion in the NHRA. John, <clears throat> I just want to ask you this one quick question about your robe that you're going to be wearing when you get that uh, <laughs> PhD, that honorary PhD. You're going to put some sponsor stickers and uh, and uh, patches on that robe when you walk up on the stage. I, you know, people say they never see me without a without a sponsor hat on or a shirt or some kind of a logo on it. It's my way of life. It's it's who I am, and I'm I'm selling seven days a week. And I was in Catholic church today in Yorba Linda, and I, I took my hat off and left it in the car, but I did have a shirt that said black shirt with peak. I was heading to the racetrack and I got sidelined and said, got to get to church. Went there with my wife, my, my daughter, Ashley, and my, my two grandsons. And then we all took off to Irwindale and, uh, uh, they, they ran the, the junior, uh, dragsters out there. So, and autumn was driving out there with Robert and she did a great job. I won some rounds, but what I'm saying is, no, this is a very serious thing. I'm honored to have this opportunity to represent my family and thank them for all that they've done, my wife and my kids that have stood by me all these years and sponsors, people like Austin Coyle that made me what I am today. And, uh, so, uh, Robert Height, everyone that works with me, uh, it's really about them. Um, I was just at the right place at the right time, but I'm not done yet. They keep writing stories. I'm going to retire. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take this thing to the max. Uh, I, I'm just starting to figure out how to win. John, we had a long conversation once. I think it was in Tucson. No microphones, just you and I talking. And you were telling me about uh, you being a truck driver. I think you just jumped in the truck one day and drove the car to one of the preseason test sessions because you just like driving the car. That's a long way from getting a Ph.D., uh, you even talked. You told me once that you thought about becoming a short order cook, uh, because that's what your mom did. That you didn't know what you wanted to do. All this is a long way from getting a PhD at a school in Ohio. Yeah, you know, I wanted to be a policeman. I wanted to be a fireman. I sold shoes, Kenny shoes. I worked in auto parts and sold uh, automotive parts. Uh, got into the trucking business. My dad was in that. And I love the, uh, it's a romance with the highway. I love it. <clears throat> and uh, they joked the other day about me and Cruz going down the Petragon, going down the interstate in an 18-wheeler. And uh, I'm going to do that one of these days. I get in my own trucks and I go. I drive my guys crazy, but it's 
still carry my class one. Uh, I love the 18 wheelers. I just love big equipment, but it was really, you know, when you talk about universities, I mean, that's the place to go. If you have the opportunity uh, to gain knowledge, to learn. And, and we know that's, that's best. I had to learn mine in the streets and the wheel, the, the dealing, the hustling, and and uh, selling sponsors, learning the game. I mean, I was taught by some of the smartest guys. Tom McKerner from Auto Club has taught me so much. Triple uh, F Southern Cal. I, I'm just amazed at the things that I, I I'll spend a half a day in a car with him going to Bakersfield, and I'll go home and I'll start writing notes of what he said because I learned from people that 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 help build big companies. And and so w- when I look at on the road, what I did. How I got there, hell, I don't know. I'm, I'm still moving in the direction, trying to win another championship. That's what I want. And I got lucky. Uh, we won Top Fuel and Funny Car. Everything <laughs> just went right at the right time. But I got educated in the truck stops of America, at the racetracks across America. But it was probably the fans that, that taught me the most. They were there when you were down, when you were on top. of. They were the ones that, that I realized what they wanted, what it was really all about. And it isn't just winning on the racetrack. You can lose and give a great interview, and, 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 and that'll build your name. And that's how I did it. But it was I got my education from the people. So that's no different than a university. I just did it a different way. The, the only option I had, I had a family to raise. I, I didn't have the luxury of school. I had to do what I had to do, and uh, I made it. But I still wake up every day, seven days a week, never forgetting where I came from and to give an honest day's work and, and – uh, and uh, never forget where you came from. That is the key. John, you've won 16 championships as a driver. I think, what, at least four, five championships uh, as a car owner. Put the championship by your daughter, Brittany, in top fuel. Put that in perspective with all the other stuff. Was that How high on the list was that uh, that you're proud of? When I won my first championship, my first race in 87 at Montreal with Austin Coyle, um, when I, when I came off of that, I won in, uh, uh, when, when I, when I won in Montreal, uh, that first race, that was like, now you've done it. You've made that move. I guess it's like a, like a Dodger hitting his first home run. You know, you know how to do it. But going down the road, the, the toughest, you know, winning that first championship. And, and I finally got that done in 90. And, uh, and then I went on a streak there for a while, but it, it was amazing watching my daughters, Ashley and Brittany and Courtney, them coming along and, uh, Robert Hyde, Tony Petragon, Gary Dencham raced for me, watching these folks win races, uh, some of them winning championships. Uh, Robert Hyde just won the 2017, a funny car championship. And, and, uh, Brittany, maybe when it's your own daughter. You don't mean your own child, whether it's a son or a daughter, but knowing what you fought your whole life for to win and to see one of them do it, that was bigger to me. I mean, I thought coming back from my crash when they told me it was over and you're never going to win, you'd be lucky if you can walk. And then uh, that was in 07. I was in Baylor Hospital in Texas for like six, seven weeks. And uh, I came back and won. I thought, what could be bigger than this? I've come back from financial crisis (laughs) when when I should have quit, lost half my money years back. And uh, had a, I lost a lot of good people, engineers, crew chiefs. I got them back, and we're winning again. <clears throat> but when that girl won on that start line at Pomona, driving that Monster Energy car, Alan Johnson, one of the best of all time, 
compare him right next to Austin Coyle. Uh, they're the two guys that have won the most. And, and uh, uh, Brian Hughes and that whole group, McCullough, just to see that little girl that went into that race with a gut ache. And I said, if there ain't no gut ache, kid, that's when you got a problem. Because when you got the gut ache, you got the fight to win. And, uh, boy, she was like a little trooper. She fought it and did her job. And, and Mom and I were standing on the start line, Lori and myself, and I was shocked. It buckled my knees. And <laughs> uh, quite, a, quite a moment. Nothing will ever compare to that. Courtney's coming, going to try to win. Ashley may come back and try to win. Uh, but, but getting that first one, that's, it's special. And, um, um, uh, you know, she struggled so much uh, in school with cheerleading and a lot of things. She tried to do everything. And, and, but she always survived. But drag cars are a different animal, 330 miles an hour, almost 340. You know what I mean, the way these funny cars and dragsters run? But to, to watch a little girl go out there, weighs 120, 117 pounds, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and watch that car go through the motions of what it did, and to win that day, the fans, the cheer of the crowd was unbelievable. Uh, they like those women that win, and there's a lot of great women in our sport, and they won, and, uh, and she got it done that day. First John, time in 35 years for a woman John, to win in top fuel. That's, Only the second yes. woman, Shirley, was the first. Damn it. That, that's where I was going, John. <laughs> John four sorry, six, six, I'm sorry. What happened to Cap Spot? Jesus, Palomina. I'm going to go dump something my in there here in a minute. My cat's sitting over in the corner right now waiting for me to come over there and smell those coconuts. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Sergeant, we've been doing this Ugh. crash. We've been doing this show way too long. I have, not you guys, but I have. <laughs> John, let's end it but with I this. All right. Uh, hey, listen, listen. Shirley Muldowney won her won the, the her first championship, I believe, in '77. A year before, I think you actually got into to drag racing professionally. Can you compare what your daughter did? Last year, winning in Top Fuel with anything that Shirley did, being the first woman to ever win a, a major uh, motorsports drag racing championship? Well, first, let me say, I started in 74 in Australia. I was there when Shirley won. I never raced Shirley, but I watched her and Gartlitz fight it out. Perdome and the McEwens were my heroes. You know what I mean? The Raymond Beatles, the Kenny Bernsteins. What was your question? <laughs> Can you compare your daughter, Brittany's, championship to anything that Shirley Muldowney did in 1977 with her first top fuel championship first one for a woman well all you can compare is that Shirley opened the door I mean it was women racing but she was the first to win a championship you've got to give her credit she fought with the men out there Mm -hmm. and got the job done Uh, a, a great lady I have a lot of respect for there's you know it's like someone said the other day you know, if you counted your AHRA championships and all your races, you know, you could say that you tied Petty at 250 or at least 250 wins. Uh, I'm at almost 150 now over here. I said, yeah, but I never raced Petty. Brittany never raced Shirley. You know what I'm saying? Shirley raced who she raced. Um, well-deserved, got it. My daughter raced, uh, you know, some of the greatest champions I've ever run into, like Shirley. But at the end of the day, they, they both did it in their time frame. So there's no way to make a comparison. I'm proud of my kid. She did the job, and, uh, and, and it helps our sport for NHRA to grow and to have, uh, you know, we've had winners in, in pro stock, 
uh, Angel and, and motorcycles, and, and uh, they're out there, and uh, they're coming. So, so let's yeah. get used to the women. They're taking over everything. Fine. Yeah. Uh, no, nope. Yes. Really, really proud of my girl. I know. I know you think I'm dancing here, but I, I got nothing I can say. My kid did her job, and I'm really proud of her. She just won the Titus Award with the Aruba Series. I mean, come on. Amazing. You should be proud of her. Everybody in motorsports should be proud of her. I, I really am. I, I didn't even know it. She comes into the house. She's sitting there, and she doesn't tell me stuff. Brittany's never been a bragger. <laughs> she, when she won, we left there, and she goes, Dad, when she won Pomona, we're leaving Winter Circle. She won the championship and went on to win the race that night. And she said to me, um, do I have to go to Funny Car now? This is what I do. And we made our choice. Lori and I talked that night uh, because because of financial and different things. We were looking to go to four funny cars and get out of the drags for business. I said, we don't, I don't know nothing about drags for business. Well, obviously, Alan Johnson did. And uh, he put it together. And, um, you know, uh, he knows how to win. And he said, I can turn this girl around if you give me some time. And he did it. And uh, I was really, yeah. Then, then I said, you, you, you made the All-American team? I mean, I made it, but I've been out here for 100 years. And she goes, yeah. And then she said, yeah, what is the tightest thing? I know what it is. I read about it. But what, what am I supposed to do? And I, I said, tightest. She, she tied with a NASCAR kid. So anytime you can stand up next to NASCAR, you've done good, especially when you're a woman. John. So, uh, no, let, let me tell you, I may not Stay be jumping top up fuel. and down. I've already, we, we, I know, I've we already gotta, done it. We got a break, man. We got this is a national show. We got to take a break, man. All right. <laughs> but stay in top fuel, hey, so, please. Hey, so we will uh, we'll see you out here in Phoenix for a little bit of spring training for NHRA, right? Just say yes. Yep, yep. Right. If you didn't think I was okay. proud of her, you don't know how I feel. Yeah. boy. So love being on your show. <laughs> Thank right. you. Love you, John. Love you. See ya. Bye. John Force. More Way Freaks cool. next. Lucas Oil Studios. Good evening, my fellow citizens. To provide guidance to mankind. Sad story from the two-week Dakar rally that started Saturday. American off-road racer Bryce Menzies and his co-driver Peter Mortensen received minor injuries, apparently, in an accident that all but destroyed their Mini. We don't know what happened yet, but it looks like the car became airborne over a jump of some kind and landed heavily. The wheels ripped from the car. Now, what I'm about to say won't be popular, but it's true. The car isn't an off-road race, no matter what off-road racers think of the event. It's a rally required finesse and patience. Menzies is a champion off-road racer with experience in the rough-and-tumble world of rallycross. But his greatest success is in off-road desert racing where you often go as hard as you can until the vehicle breaks or the finish line comes, whichever occurs first. In one report Sunday, Menzies was described as a truck jump record-setting badass. That label fits when you look at the debris from his crash two weeks before the finish of the rally. Peace. Motorsports Radio, redefined. This is an important announcement. If you're between 50 and 85 and worried about your loved ones, you can still get affordable life insurance for peace of mind. My life insurance coverage is guaranteed, and I was not required to get a medical exam. I had high blood pressure and diabetes, and I got my coverage with one telephone call. No exam necessary. I'm a smoker, and I wanted to take care of my family. I called to get my life insurance and my affairs in order. I wanted to do the right thing. Call Final Expense No Exam Insurance. 
Your rates are guaranteed and will never increase. I called and learned that this insurance cannot be canceled, even if you get sick or gain weight. And there are no restrictions on how my beneficiaries use the money when I'm gone. Don't wait until it's too late. Call now and get peace of mind for you and your family. Call 800-935-2177. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance Ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003-800-485-6003-800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy price again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 877-663-7126 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 877-663-7126 to take your call now. Call 877-663-7126. That's 877-663-7126. Again, 877-663-7126. Yeah, John Force. That's just what John Force does. And you just give him the time. Uh, Coming up next, Dale Earnhardt Jr. And the only time he drove a Ford. And it involved a fiery crash. Next, Speed Freaks Best, Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive, unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. Sir Jeremy, you are a true friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Madam Susan, you are an even truer friend of the crown. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. What is that? This is a spiced honeymead wine that I have really been into lately. Please follow Sir Brad. He's going to give you a private tour of the pit of misery. I'm sorry, what? Pit of misery. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. Here's to the friends you can always count on. 
Hey, Freak Nation, it's time you clean up your tires and rims, so do it with Lucas Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. It's an environmentally friendly treatment spray designed to give tires and trim a long-lasting, like-new shine. Use Slick Mist Tire Shine to remove dull, gray oxidation from bumpers, tires, plastic, rubber, and vinyl trim. It's long-lasting, UV-resistant, and helps prevent sidewall blowout. Log on to lucasoil.com for more info and pick up Lucas Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine at major auto parts stores today. The Extreme Contact Sport is Continental Tire's newest ultra-high-performance tire. Tested to the limits by championship-winning race car drivers, the Extreme Contact Sport satisfies the most demanding driver. This dynamic street tire was built for car enthusiasts and engineered for extreme grip in dry and wet conditions. Whether it's a Sunday drive on the open road or you need to get to and from work, this tire is for what you do. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. That's ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, proud partner with the Freaks. Lucas Complete Engine Treatment. It's a new multifunctional cleaner plus lubricant. It's designed for use in both engine oil and fuel systems. It cleans and lubricates the entire gas or diesel fuel system from the tank to injectors. It contains special Lucas additives that cause the fuel to burn thoroughly and help increase your miles per gallon. Expect longer engine life, longer oil life, cleaner exhaust, and less fuel consumption. Lucas Oil Complete Engine Treatment. It works. The Boca Raton Cougars, the Las Vegas Hookers, and the Arizona Pricks? Got your attention now, don't I? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history, a meaning behind it, like the Lexington Studs or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts, they are awesome, made with the highest quality 100% cotton available and are ridiculously soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at AwesomeSportsLogos.com. That's AwesomeSportsLogos.com and get awesome. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. You know, it's one of those trivia questions that's probably been around as long as this song's been around. Who played lead guitar on this song with... Eric Clapton, the Derek the Dominoes. Dwayne Allman, Allman Brothers. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent about to wrap up the first show for 2018. Website, speedfreaks.tv. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, I'm kind of getting back in the swing of things. I haven't said that <laughs> once tonight. Uh, we missed the first 30 minutes. Statman, he was over there sipping on some of that high-dollar, low-bottom whiskey that he's like, I don't know, what, what does that mean? Low bottom. Low bottom high whiskey. High dollar, low bottom? I meant to say high what? dollar bottom shelf whiskey, but I say low bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Dallas Bonics. Man. Uh, coming up in moments, Dale Earnhardt Jr., a fiery crash led to him driving a Ford back in the day. That's Dale Earnhardt Jr. But I think, as we always do after a John Forrest interview, we just kind of sit around and go, really, did he just say that on he, our air? He dropped a few nuggets in there, and if you guys are drag racing fans or just <laughs> fans yeah. in general that know some names, wow, there are a few things in there that, hmm. We're I mean, Statman, there are things, things in there that we, would, we wouldn't believe that he would say five years ago. Yeah, the, the thing that got me was that he just casually admitted that one Brittany, you know, asked if she had to go to Funny Car now what? that she'd won the championship. Two, that he went and talked with his wife Lori <laughs> to figure out whether or not we want to get out of the top fuel business and get her in a Funny Car. 
three that, you know, he's going to, you know, continue to turn it over to Alan Johnson. He knows what he's doing mm-hmm. and uh, let uh, Alan Johnson maybe get her another championship. I mean, just, just rolling off of his tongue. It's like, holy <laughs> smoke. It was like getting hit by uh, a boxer. Bam, bam, bam. Was, way to go, John. I don't know if a damn stenographer could have kept up with his quotes. Uh, yeah, that's why I'm tweeting paraphrases. <laughs> I hope I'm getting them as close to reality as possible. Man. Again, it'll be all up on our website at speedfreaks.tv uh, coming up tomorrow morning. So, Delanart Jr. celebrated the, well, didn't celebrate, commemorated the, gosh, 11-year anniversary of former uh, NASCAR driver Bobby Hamilton. His son, Bobby Hamilton Jr., used to come in the Freak Nation regularly. Both of them pretty much crap starters, uh, legendary names in all of big boy stock car racing. But Bobby Hamilton passed away, I believe it was mouth cancer, something like that, in 2007. And Delanart Jr. has a great great story about Bobby Hamilton that really came out of nowhere when Dale Earnhardt Jr. was running some of the small feeder series on the East Coast, Nashville, some of the backwoods of uh, North Carolina, South Carolina. But more importantly, it's really the first time that Dale Earnhardt Jr. drove something other, and only time, drove something other than a Chevrolet. It's all because of a fiery crash. It's about seven and a half minutes of Dale Earnhardt Jr. talking about his Bobby Hamilton memory of his the anniversary of his death today. This all comes from Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s Twitter account. It's Dale Earnhardt Jr. in Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s words. So Bobby Hamilton passed away on this day in 2007. And every time I hear Bobby's name, uh, I think about this story that I'm going to tell you all. And it was uh, just shows the kind of character he was. He was really respected um, in the garage. And I didn't, you know, this story here tells kind of tells me why. But, um, or might tell you guys why, too. Um, so we used to go, this, is, this happened back in the mid-90s, um, 1996, actually. And we used to race late models, uh, late model stocks in the southeast, and we'd go over to Nashville. Um, I raced every weekend at Myrtle Beach, and when Myrtle Beach had a weekend off, we'd go to Nashville and race because we just—I just love that racetrack. This is the fairgrounds that we'd go to, so we went every chance we we got, and it was a fun trip, and we ran good there. First time I went to to Nashville to race, we ran second side by side to the finish line, so that kind of made us want to keep going back because we thought maybe we'd get a win. But there was this big race uh, at the end of the season. We had been uh, practicing all day and and, uh, staying in a hotel room. It was like a race weekend where you'd have to stay. Usually we'd drive up there and race and go home. But uh, this big race, we had to practice and then uh, spend a night. And So we'd been practicing all day. And Casey Atwood had been driving uh, Bobby Hamilton's late models. And um, so Bobby Hamilton had a couple late models in the race, maybe one with Casey driving it. And it was a Chevrolet. And I was driving a Chevrolet, obviously, too. Uh, There was like uh, our car was really fast. Uh, We were really, really happy. 
and uh, my it was me and a couple friends of mine and Wesley Sherrill, uh, who works at Gibbs now. He was my crew chief at the time. We were about the same age. We had the same knowledge of, of race cars and so forth. So we were a young crew, having a lot of fun. And so our car was super fast, so fast. Uh, Wesley's like, man, come on in. That thing's good. We don't need to practice for no reason. I was like, I want to run one more lap because I was having so much fun. And they had a crash in turn four. And so Wesley says, uh, you know, there's a wreck over here. Slow down. So I slowed down and pulled to the bottom of the racetrack. And the track track was blocked, really. So I slowed down and pulled to the bottom of the track and um, sat there for a few seconds. And this guy comes through there and didn't know about the crash. And he can't, he's going to hit something, somebody, something there sitting blocking the track. So he comes down and hits the back of my car. And the car's caught on fire. And so I got out of my car. The other guy gets out of his car. His damn shoes were on fire because uh, basically his car's burning from the from the firewall forward. Mine's burning from the seat back. They didn't have a fire truck that worked. The fire truck comes up, starts trying to put this fire out. There's nothing in the truck, no fluid of any kind to, to sort of help us get this fire out. And so me and this guy sit there and watch our cars just burn to the ground, literally burn to the ground. I had a fire extinguisher mounted behind the seat that thing got hot and exploded and wrapped the seat like cellophane around the steering wheel you would be uh, surprised at some of the things that happen in a situation like that but our cars are ruined so i gotta haul this thing home we're done i go into the our little gooseneck trailer and wesley's up there crying and wesley uh was related in a roundabout way to rodney orr who was killed in daytona and so uh, this shocked Wesley, and, and he was upset. We were good friends, still are today. And um, so we, we're standing there talking. I'm like, man, it's fine. Everything's going to be okay. I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm sad. I want to cry because the car is, was so good, and now we can't race. And so me and him are standing there, and there's a crowd of people standing behind our gooseneck right up to the back of it watching us. I don't know whether... They were just kind of wondering what we were going to do. And I heard this voice say, do you want to race? And I turned around, and it was Bobby. And I said, I don't know what you mean. He said, do you want to race? I said, well, of course I want to race. Uh, he said, well, I got a car you can drive. Bobby starts to tell me about this Ford that he had in a trailer that was sitting outside the racetrack. And he had uh, been trying to sell it because Casey didn't like the way it drove. They just had a lot of, you know, challenges with that car and, and quit running it. Uh, but the good thing about the Ford at that time, it could run a bigger carburetor. I'm thinking, you know, I can't drive it because it's a Ford, but I want to race real bad. So I'm calling my dad, trying to see if I can get a hold of him and ask him if I can drive this Ford. And it's a petty blue because Bobby had Bobby at the time I think was you know must have been driving for Richard in the Cup Series and it had number 43 on it and so I couldn't get a hold of Dad but I got a hold of Dad's general manager who at the time was Don Hogg he works for uh, Bruton Smith and them guys now but he said yeah go ahead and drive it try not to make too big of a deal out, out of it so we took gray duct tape 
and taped up the 40, uh, the four, and just left the three uncovered. So there's pictures of this car, me driving it. Bobby said, change these four or five things. He didn't stand over our shoulder or anything. He just told us exactly what to do. And um, we went out and we didn't get to practice, but we went out and qualified in the top 10. There were like 80 cars there for this race and we ran in the top 10 in qualifying. So I'm excited. I thought we might miss the race because I didn't think we had enough, you know, I didn't know how this thing was gonna drive, but it flew. And mainly because that big carburetor. So the race starts and I don't know, probably about 150 laps into the race, we're leading. We got everybody but one car a lap down. So we got this thing in the bag, if not, you know, a top two finish. And with about 30 laps to go, the transmission broke. So Bobby sold that car on pit road as soon as the race was over with. A guy walked up and gave him uh, quite a bit of money for it. So he'd been trying to sell that thing for a long time. Um, you know, I'd never really talked to Bobby much before that. Really didn't talk to him a whole lot after that. So I think that's the only time I've ever drove anything besides a Chevrolet in a race. You know, I always think about that race if we had won it, what that would have, what kind of story that would have been. Really cool, still a great story. But Bobby was a good man. Well, Freak Nation, you gonna miss that guy? <laughs> On the track, maybe, but we're getting a whole different public side of it which we saw over the last year year and a half actually evolve but this is this is good stuff like this where he can just throw it out on twitter and let people enjoy this is good i like this dale better than race car driver dale yeah that was a lot of fun just hearing those stories from dale earnhardt jr uh on the 11 year anniversary of bobby hamilton's death feet on fire big ass carburetor a ford yeah a ford in the earnhardt family each stat man that's <laughs> just just imagine if they just let the cameras roll with this dude in the stories. I told you months ago that he's going to be a bigger businessman, maybe mm-hmm. television personality yeah. than he was a driver. It's going to be huge. He doesn't have a he doesn't have a piper to pay. I mean, he there's there's no filter, but it's not a filter in insulting or offending people. It's just Dale Jr. Fantastic. Yeah, he's been. He's been around uh, and some of the most significant times in NASCAR. When NASCAR was exploding out of the South, that kind of corresponded with him exploding out of the South. And all those stories, he seems to be perceptive enough to uh, pay attention. And interesting people are interesting. And he's going to... uh, He's gonna he's gonna be good. We're gonna enjoy him a lot more now than we did when he was driving. Not, not much, much motorsport. motorsport. Not much motorsport. Helio or oh, helio. Not, not not not. Well, not only much, that. Much much much. Thank you, I love you. And headlining the party. Douchebags. Lose. Not much motorsport. <laughs> the freaks. Not much motorsports. it's the first edition of not much motorsports for 2018 here in the freak nation and why not crasher Statman started out with a bc clown band singer accused of smuggling seven million dollars in drugs into japan 
I mean, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. You know, if I'm going to smuggle, I'm going to put a big-ass clown mask on. <laughs> Daniel Burton Whitmore, nicknamed Dixie Diano, was arrested at Narita Airport in Tokyo. The 44-year-old sings for the Iron Maiden tribute band Power Clown, whose members dress up as clowns to perform. Whitmore was arrested and taken into custody after officials discovered nearly 10 kilograms of stimulants hidden inside a false bottom of the guitar case at the airport. You know, not only is dressing up a clown, dressing up as a clown, imitating Iron Maiden, kind of douchey, but thinking you can sneak it through in your guitar case, illegal drugs. Security personnel took notice of Whitmore because he seemed nervous in the and the case appeared to be too heavy. <laughs> Oops. Uh, Barry, Whitmore's father, told CTV Vancouver that his son, who is a concrete worker by day, is currently in custody in Tokyo on a no correspondence order, which, of course, prevents him from communicating, communicating with anyone but his father. And his Japanese lawyer. Something like that happened to me when I was Whoa, coming hey, back. Whoa, hey, come from, on, Stat. What? <laughs> wait a minute. I was coming back from Canada once with some Cuban cigars, <laughs> and I thought if I hit him in a shoe in my suitcase that it would get through the x-ray. <laughs> they went through the x-ray machine, and the screen saw these three <laughs> tubes oh. inside and I started to just give him my hands and say, here, take me away. Whoa. And he let, he let me get away with it, passed me on through. That's the only reason why I'm sitting here now. They didn't, they didn't say a damn thing? Said nothing. Said nothing. <laughs> $150 oh, worth of cigars. He didn't even take them. <laughs> Freak Nation, we'll do it again next week. The website is speedfreaks.tv. Follow us on Twitter. We're there for you on Facebook. John Forrest was in here. Formula One driver, now full-time sports car pilot. Philippe Nasser was in here. Ralph Shaheen, Supercross play-by-play announcer as well. And again, where in the hell are you, James Stewart? It's all in that interview. Go to the website, speedfreaks.tv. Happy New Year, Freak Nation. It's the last time you're going to hear me say it. Promise. Promise. Dip. Shoot the juice to the moose and stat man. Cut it loose. Later. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined.